So I'm not going back and forth with a man who thinks that they should be in my position. If you want to be in my position, get in my position. Do you believe that? Bluff City Media presents The Anthony Sane Show on YouTube at Bluff City Media. Stepping up to the microphone is your host, Anthony Sane. Acknowledge me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Anthony Sane Show. This is, of course, your host, Anthony Sane, here live from the Bluff City Media Studio. Kenny Summerfield behind the glass. Kenny, what's going on, my brother? My brother, it's a beautiful day, man. Man, man. Guy, it was like the weather was beautiful oh, the, today. The weather's just crazy today, man. Off the chain. Uh, I know what's coming, though, man. I'm a big-time allergy sufferer. I know. You can hear it in your I, voice I, right it's, now. It's coming, man. It's coming for sure. I was riding with the windows down, and boy, did I pay for <laughs> what I got here tonight. I know. You got to the studio tonight, and you were like, yeah, man, water drinking. Yeah, yeah man, for sure. Yeah, it was, it was one of those days for real, man. Uh, <clears throat> today is episode 69, Kenny Stubberfield. So it's going to be over freaky, extra nasty edition here today, man. No, I don't have anything freaky to talk about. At least I don't think of it. It'll probably come out organically. It's just organically. Yeah, so you ain't got to think of nothing. I don't nothing. have anything planned, but yeah, who knows? We might get freaky diggy for sure. Uh, Perry Sharkey is going to be in today. I'm, I don't know if he has anything extra 69 that she wants to talk about <clears throat> uh, on today. Paris well, State well, coming back for some type of out of town trip, man. So I'm telling what kind of, you know, where's he been? He was he was coming from and he like coming from Dallas or some shit. Dallas yesterday. Uh, hey man, he said something like that. Yeah, so, I wish uh, I had that bank like Paris does. Oh yeah, Paris got that money, man. Paris be coming in with big big time city projects and Ugh. he just walked away from and shit. Uh, and, you know, breaking ground type stuff uh, for Paris Sharkey. <laughs> breaking ground. Yeah, he'll be in today uh, for the sit down with saying, like he is each and every Wednesday. A lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk some uh, Grizzlies, going to talk some Tigers, talk a lot of NBA All Star weekend as well uh, with Paris Sharkey. Because everyone feels like we need to fix the All Star game. Do we have to talk about the All Star game, Anthony? <laughs> yeah, we, we got to, man. We have a lot to. Of, we got Kenny Smith saying dumb shit. We got LeBron talking. You know, it's a lot of stuff we got to talk about. So I'm going to have to get on with Paris Sharkey for sure to talk about some of that. A uh, lot of stuff in the coaching world going on, man. Guys getting fired, uh, guys shooting off on players, players shooting off on uh, former, former coaches, coaches and current coaches, and there's a lot of stuff going on, man. There's, a lot, to, of, there's yeah. a lot of anger out there right now, man. Yeah, for like. sure, man. And we got a good, great, a great story I want to talk about, man, uh, as far as involving the University of Memphis and a former player. Uh, but before we do that, uh, Katie Stubblefield, since the last time we talked, the uh, University of Memphis Tigers have, have flat out gone to shit. Kenny uh, Summerfield. Uh, man, it was wild, man. I joked about losing to North Texas, a.k.a. Hillcrest High School. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Coach Chris Adams over there doing a great job at Hillcrest. Um, losing to Hillcrest. Mm. And then you turn around and you lose to uh, Westwood. To Westwood. Uh, about 30. On on the biggest ESPN, not, not uh, ESPN Plus, not even ESPN 2. I need to do a straw poll with you real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So people love to hold you, hold to your account like things mm. you've been wrong about, right? Like they love to just tell you you've been wrong about mm. this, this. I get the Luka. I the was Luka? wrong about Luka Doncic is what I get. And about. then you've admitted you were wrong about Ant Edwards. Yeah. Mm. Are Who's you, one of my favorite players in the league now, yeah. by the way, yeah. You've also said this Memphis team is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Which one were you most wrong about? Oh, easily this Tiger team. Like, for real. Because I, I never said Luka was going to be bad. I just didn't think he was going to be, like, best player in the league. The, the second coming of Magic Johnson yeah. and Penny yeah. Hardaway. No, no, mixed with Larry Bird. Or mixed with Larry Bird. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to uh, Cam Rose one time. <clears throat> I used to do the Outsiders podcast. And he said Luka is like modern-day Larry Bird. I said, no, because, you know, Bird wouldn't on the on the ball like that. You know, he wouldn't. He was like, yeah, but if Larry Bird played today, he would have been 
this. You know what I mean? So yeah, I guess I, I guess you're right when you put it that way because he would have adapted to being, you know, that type of player. So yeah, man, Luca is phenomenal. Um, Luke, Luca was also kind of a I talked about this before, like kind of a frustration thing because I was like, bro, like the people are literally saying this dude's floor is Penny Hardaway, and as a Memphian who grew up idolizing Penny Hardaway, that pissed, that really got me going. And I was seeing like it was just all these just like right. random white people that all of a sudden had this. Uh, Let us have our guy, man. Yeah, fixation from this brother from, the, from this guy. brother from the motherland. Let us have the motherland, <laughs> Slovenia. The motherland is so Don't Slovenia. get me wrong, Kenny. I don't have a problem with white people having a bias towards a white guy, but don't call it something other than that. Like, it's, I mean, we do the same thing with Tiger Woods or, but in the sport, we're the minority, which ain't many. In the sport, we're the minority. <laughs> we're going to have that fixation towards that black guy. So I Are get. Are we still good on cricket? We, we have cricket. No, not cricket. Uh, uh, pickleball? Yeah, I think I still got it. We got pickleball. I don't still? think there's any, uh, any black dudes taking that over, man, <laughs> at all. Uh, speaking of black dudes taking shit over, man, check out, shout out to my man. Left hand to God, Danny Barlow, man. Let's go, man. Man, uh, put somebody to sleep uh, the other night for sure. My man, Danny Barlow. We'll talk about that uh, later on. Another date uh, probably on that as far as Danny Barlow is concerned. Um, but, yeah, man, Luka Doncic, I get that a lot. <clears throat> Nobody really holds me to Anthony Edwards. I get I get a lot of just random, like, Ole Miss alum-looking white guys that, like, constantly come at me about the whole Luka thing. Y'all will be all right. Um, but, yeah. Thinking the Tigers is going to be good this year might be my uh, hall of shame uh, for sure, man. It might be. It's gone <clears throat> into the power rankings. <laughs> hey, it's number one for sure. Man, there was no way this team was supposed to be bad, man. Like, they, the formula was there. And that's why today um, it, it 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 really hurts, man. It pains to say these type of things. <clears throat> there are certain things I won't say, uh, Kenny Stofield, because I won't put my mouth on Penny Hardaway. Pause, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> big pause. Hey, yo, like it, 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 hey, this is episode. This is episode sixty nine. This is a freaky yeah, we shit coming out. Get nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but there are certain things that I just won't do. I just can't avoid the pauses. There are certain things I, I don't. I don't feel good talking about Penny Hardaway. Man. I feel like you, man. I just, and I'm a non traditional media member, so. I don't have to follow by any type of journalistic code or integrity or whatever. I don't really care. Um, welcome to 2024 where all that stuff really don't matter. Um, so, you know, if, if you want to hear me talk bad about Penny, sorry. You're not going to get too much of that. But I will be real about Penny, as real as I can be, um, about the whole thing. And it absolutely sucks to see this team, which is supposed to be better. This is supposed to be – this is Penny's most talented team, man. You've got – help me out. On this type of stuff, Kenny. Javon Quinley, who I know was like one of the top point guards. It's five star Jelly fam in, in, in high school. I don't even want to talk high school. Like he was like big. Oh, okay. Turns report. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was big at, 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 uh, at Alabama, right? Starting point guard for two sweet 16. Right. Two, two, two straight sweet 16 teams. Things like SEC, most valuable player. I mean, tournament, most valuable player, something like that. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but you, I mean. Somebody said, I said something like that. I don't know. You know better than me, man. I'm I'm, I'm listening to radio on the way up, way in. I heard this type of stuff. Um, you got David Jones, who was just a tremendous scorer. Took a big leap here. He's a better player now than he was at at, uh, at Seton Hall. What was he? Seton Hall, St. John's. Uh, he was at DePaul, St. John's, and now Memphis. Yeah. So you got a guy like that who's a good scorer there. He's been excellent this year. Um, Tomlin's a great was a great player. The school he came from. Jordan Brown was a. Tremendous big man at the school he was at. 
Right. And now we're like like nationally recognized. Yeah, now you now we act like these dudes just forgot how to play basketball. Like, okay, man, like that I'm not I can't get behind it, bro. I can't get behind that these dudes just like, oh, these guys are just a bunch of losers and they don't know how to play. And it's like <clears throat> Penny's not getting nearly the criticism he probably should get <clears throat> for this stuff, but he never does. And and I I'm not gonna lie, man. I talked about this whole thing with Dylan Brooks, and I hate to compare Peter Hardaway to Dylan Brooks, right? But I talked about this whole thing last year with Dylan Brooks, how regardless of what he does on the court, no matter how you look at Dylan, a big element of sports is the entertainment factor of sports. Like, we're watching sports to be entertained, right? Of course, you get the my team won, your team lost, you know, that type of stuff. But another big part of it is just the simple entertainment of it all. And watching Penny Hardaway pander to anyone who wants to receive his pandering has been, has been incredible to watch the last few weeks, man. He's – oh, man, he's pulling out all the hot spots, man, all the, all the when buzzwords. You say, when you say pandering, what do you mean by he, that? Penny knows how to work up this fan base and to keep this fan base on this side. And when I say this fan base, I mean, goddamn it, me. Because, <laughs> man, I look up today. I get a press release from the University of Memphis saying that, the, dude, we talked about this, this, I think, on the last show. 100%. We got, like, the the uh, the Penny Hardaway yeah. uh, University of Memphis gear dropped today. Right. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, Penny. Like, the Nike, the, the Nike, Nike and the one-cent yeah, brand. The Nike one-cent University of Memphis gear dropped today. Only thing that would have been better if it was available on Nike.com because – if you're in Memphis, you know plenty of ninjas that got a uh, they got a swoosh account. So I'm not paying seventy dollars for a sweatshirt. Sorry, Penny. I mean, but I'm, hey, I'm glad you dropped it for sure. Uh, that type of stuff, passing out the tickets. The he just knows the, the pizza buzz, party, the pizza the party school. thing. Yeah, he just kind of knows the he just kind of knows how to work the people, man. And like, then the the biggest one was it. We ain't got kids that want to play for. Oh the city. yeah, they don't want to play for the city, man. They don't want to play for the city. I'll say this, man. I don't. I don't really. A lot of the guys who have had very good reason to play for the city, they ain't been good either. <laughs> like just being real, some of the <laughs> some of the Memphis kids that have came through here haven't been, you know, the best players or whatever. But I don't really care about all that, man. Like I said, if you just play for the dude on the back and you're really good and you got pride in yourself and pride for the other guy, name on the back of his jersey, we'll be fine. I don't I don't particularly care about kids. Playing for the city, man. But it's, when people it's, say that, what does that mean? I don't when people mean say that place, they, it's a, it's a buzzword. That mean? It means absolutely nothing. Because, like I said, the, the kids that have came through who, who have played for the city, y'all didn't want them either. So I don't know what it means. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. It doesn't mean much of nothing. Just being real. Um, but yeah, man, it's looking bad for Memphis, man. This, the FAU game this weekend was supposed to mean so much more, Ken. It's supposed to be the showdown of number one, number two teams in the conference, and, and both of both of us are pretty ass. Let me tell you, FAU some, is not at yeah. the top of the conference either. Let so. me tell you something's crazy mm-hmm. about these next. They have what I think five games left in this season, in this regular season. Yeah, it is a very, very awkward place to be <laughs> with a team where literally you could win all five games, or you could lose all five games, and it means absolutely nothing. nothing. Yep, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go in the tournament and win because they've got so many losses and bad losses in this conference, man. And it's like the thing I talked to Jason Smith about this. I was on uh, their show last weekend, I mean last Friday, and it feels so crazy, man, because you had it. You saw a Penny Hardaway coach team looking good, man. He had veteran players out there scoring. They were playing good defense. They were rebounding. You had great big men. You had good guard play. You had scores. You had shooters. You had just dynamic scoring, David Jones. You were running through everybody on the schedule. You ran through 10 straight games. 
And now, man, you're losing to teams that you're flat out not supposed to be losing to at all, and definitely not by 30 points. You know what I mean? This, um, and it's like you – and I'm hearing Pendency things like journeyman and all that. Kendrick Davis was a journeyman, man. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. he was – same type of situation. Kid got an NIL bag, came to Memphis, one and done. You didn't see him anymore. Is anybody going to say that he was that he you know I know and and he did the pandering thing too like you know man I'm playing for the city you're not you you're not you don't really care about why why would you care about the city of Memphis man you literally came here from another school um but it's just it's just really it's really sad man and it's like you 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 feel like Penny should be doing a better job and you know Penny should be doing a better job than what he did with this team but uh there are certain things and I'm not going to say Kenny but I'll let the rest of you say. <laughs> can, say I ask you, can I ask you a question? You want can to. I ask you a question? You, you sure can. To, to close this out, you uh-huh. can say, I don't want to answer it, whatever you want to do. Yeah. We know he should be doing a better job. Can he do a better job? Yeah, that's another thing, too. I'm glad you said that because <clears throat> I was listening to um, somebody's podcast. I think it was Jason and John, probably on the way in. And they were talking about um, it, may, it reminded me of all the criticism Penny got when he first got here, when people who just literally had a vendetta against Penny, right? The national guys where you're talking about, you know, the Jeff Goodmans or whoever you're talking about, all these guys uh, had had all these vendettas against Penny, just saying all these crazy things. He's AAU coach. He's a high school coach. He's not supposed to be here. And, you know, all these type of things about Penny. I think this stuff affected him so bad, man, that he's really just trying to prove people wrong, on like strictly on his own. Though. Like it's like to the point where he's like, He's just determined to do things his way and to prove those critics wrong. Because there are there, there have been <clears throat> either people, resources, or just like, you know, when I say people, I mean like coaches, players, whatever, et cetera, he's had that can help him. Or he's had just people who can just give him advice who he didn't use. You know what I mean? And there's certain things that Penny is just super stubborn about, man. He's going to play a lot of dudes. Um... You know, he's going to throw kids under the bus. That's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I said, man, like I'm wired to always take the part, take the side of the players. You know what I mean? I'm, all, yeah. I'm just wired that way. You know what I mean? I'm always going to want to get a coach up out of here. And it absolutely sucks that the guy who – if this was uh, – Anybody else. This was Finney as Hardaway. Finney Hardaway. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody would be – it would wouldn't even be, be a no question. question. <clears throat> We'd be like, okay, you at least say – I wonder if this dude knows what he's doing. Or I, know, I wonder if he's able to, you know, take this team to the next level. Right. And like I said, in a vacuum, if you just say, okay, if you, I mean, if you back it up and you say, okay, well, Penny's, you know, got better and better every season. They've been to the tournament two straight years, all those type of things. That's good. You know what I mean? And if Penny gets let go or Penny's not here next year at the University of Memphis, nationally, it's going to be a weird story, right? Like people are going to, going to question why he's not here. But if you look at it under a microscope and you look at it in a vacuum at this particular season, for this season to start out the way that it has and for it to totally unravel, man, with the level of talent you have, um, it's, 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 it's bad, man. It's, it's really no way you can look at it any different other than to say that, you know, it's a failure. Now, am I saying they need to fire a penny? Am I saying that he needs to step down? I don't think we're there <clears throat> yet. Wouldn't be surprised if <clears> – <throat> If Penny's not the coach next year, being honest with you. Um, but I think it is time for some hard conversations mm. between people who care about their program and, mm-hmm. and Penny. I don't know, I don't know those people's names. You probably know every one of them, Kenny. I don't know. But it's probably a situation where you come and you say, you know what, Penny, 
We know we can't fire you. We know you have us by the balls. You know what I mean? Seriously. Like, we know that if you want to die as a coach of this team, you would die as a coach of this team. But, man, XYZ, it would be super dope if XYZ looked more like ABC. You <laughs> know would, what I mean? It would be. It if would it be, didn't bother you it too much. It would be really cool <laughs> if you would do this. Right. If <laughs> right. you just coach like, you know, normal. You know <laughs> like, a, like, like a normal head coach. Right. If you didn't. Like, maybe, like, you know, <laughs> after you get your first, second, and third score, maybe you didn't get your fourth and fifth. Like, you right. know. Well, you know. Uh, maybe, 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 like, in the Discord the other day, which is a has been incredibly intense the last few days. Mm -hmm. um, oh, man, the Tiger joint been going on. I'm like, y'all ain't got shit to talk about. Yeah. But, but get your stuff about it. Yeah, they've I get it. Their, they've been getting their stuff off. Oh, they getting it off for sure. But uh, there was a bet going on mm -hmm. in the Discord how no, many, no, no, this big one sitting like that. No, not a bet. No, nah, go ahead. The bet was Will Penny over under more than 11 players before the 16 minute timeout. Oh, and, immediate and timeout. He, he, he crushed the over. He beat about 12. He beat about, he beat about one. <laughs> right. Played 12 players in the first four minutes of the game. Oh, I got one more uh, thing that Penny does to work up the crowd, man, to keep the people on his side. Yeah. Hashtag God got me. God got me. God That's all you got to say. Me. I've been praying. God got me. Well, listen, I, can I just – and I just kind of close, close this segment out and let's yeah. get to Parrish. Yeah. But I'll say this, man. As, you know, somebody who's kind of in tune with the program, I'll tell you this. If the only the only way Penny Hardaway is not the coach of this team next year is if he decides not to he be. He decides not to be. Like, that's, that's just – Like, they'll probably have a hard conversation with him, but it's not going to be like, we about to get you up. Yeah, like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> nah. So, I think that conversation probably needs to stop at this point. Like, nobody's nah. firing Penny nah. this year. And he ain't, he ain't quitting this year. No, and, and he's probably not quitting He's a mad scientist. Like we said, he's like Dr. Strange. Yeah. He feels like I can go back and fix all of this, you know what I mean? I will say this to and he probably can, man. Like it's, it's <clears throat> like I said, he he just had a couple too many dudes on his team, you know what I mean? I don't think it's that. He did, bro. I I I think I think that's maybe one eighth of the reasons why a, a lot are of them big apart. dudes, big dogs that were alphas on other teams. He should have went and got found some guys who are just gonna be dogs and yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe. I mean, yeah. fit matters, right? Yeah. But I'll say this the second to kind of the I, I really do think it really does kind of as a lifelong Memphian, as somebody who has covered this team for a mm -hmm. while, who's been a fan of this team since I was a baby. Right. Like me and you've talked about, mm -hmm. man, we I, my first memories of Memphis basketball are watching Elliot Perry, right? Yes, like sir. just just legendary in this city. Um the 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 whole that you were talking about a few minutes ago, him pandering to Tiger fans and saying things like, uh, you know, playing for the city, and I and I would say this, I think it's time for Tiger fans to realize that playing for the city doesn't mean settling for mediocrity. What do you mean? You don't have to. Sound real Stephen Adamish. Like um, you can be very, <laughs> you can be. You can demand greatness because mm -hmm. the team should be great, mm -hmm. and and also at the same time say like these guys are playing for the city. Like a lot of times, I think Memphis fans struggle with this idea of playing for the city and and the the name on the front of the jersey and having pride in that, and then saying, well, if they're playing for the city, then it doesn't matter that they've lost six. Uh, six out of nine games, right? right? Like four games in a row, then losing two. Like as long as they're playing for the city and they represent the city, I think it's okay 
we we can have these conversations about demanding more and demanding mm. greatness out of someone who legitimately has been great at everything he's ever done in his life. Right. Oh, I get what you're saying. You're saying that that um, I, I kind of get what you're saying. Now. Like Penny needs to start coaching for the city. Basically, is what like sound like be great <laughs> because this city is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Be great. Like right. we don't have to settle for mediocrity anymore. We're not. Mm-hmm. No, we're nobody's redheaded stepchild. We're not Nashville's redheaded stepchild. We're mm-hmm. not. We're not bottom of the barrel. Like like Memphians feel like in a lot of ways right. Memphis is kind of constantly degraded and downgraded and mm-hmm. the reputation is negative and sullied and all those kind of things. We can demand greatness because this city is great. Yeah. And so having these hard conversations about Penny is not hating on Penny or betraying the city. It's demanding greatness from literally the greatest person to ever pick up a basketball. Ever pick up a basketball <clears throat> from the city. So that's yeah. my last point. Yeah, I got you, bro. I see where you're going. But it's uh, <clears throat> tough times for sure, man. We pretty much see how this season is going to play out uh, pretty much. Um, <clears throat> like I said, man, I think Penny may have over-recruited a little bit when you got guys who all feel like they, they should be the dude or they're okay with winning as long as they get the credit for winning or whatever. But hope he figures that whole thing out. Um <clears throat> He's going to go back to the well again this summer, and we'll see what he comes out with for sure, man. But I'm about to get out of the way, man. My man Paris Sharkey is about to join us for the sit-down with Sane. We'll see you with Paris here in a minute back on the Anthony the Sane Show. See you guys in a minute. It's an opportunity to kind of gain an idea of just how resourceful and creative this front office is. The Stephen Adams train reminds us of, in my opinion, just how resourceful and and well thought through the moves that the Grizzlies make are when it comes to this front office. And the Killian Hayes rumor um, is exactly that. I think that it's fair to assume that the Grizzlies' interest in Killian Hayes and the uh, interest that rival executives have when it comes to um, Zaire Williams and um, uh, Jake LaRavia, those two things are connected. Killian Hayes, the name, is not the point of this potential deal. The Grizzlies' interest in Killian Hayes is, in my opinion, probably not for Killian Hayes, the player. But what is a value when it comes to Killian Hayes is that expiring contract. Tune in to The Daily Grind with Mark King and Luke Hatmaker at 1 p.m. every Monday through Friday live on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. I definitely if see you it. mixed and matched those guys, you have wonder. okay one slow and movable object, right. yeah. one fast guy who can, yeah. who, right. can sh- who can switch on the defensive end, uh, has maybe a deeper offensive back. Right. But now you're playing the two and two. All right, this, I, I'm not calling them fat, but this, you're playing. You know, you're, you're skinny and fast, fat and slow. Yeah, and and together. Th- yeah, like separately. Those right. guys are not mixing the and matching at all. Same skill sets are playing it's strange. together. It's strange. Yeah. Tra- well, I mean, Jordan and and. Malcolm didn't spend a whole bunch of time on the floor together, though. Hey, he cannot get up and down the floor no, well enough for no. this team to be like a, a game-to-game, no. like contributor. consistent contributor. Just the more you see him out there, even when he played in, in uh, good, meaningful minutes against uh, uh, Tulane, you it's just like, you're like, like ah, that's was, not that's not something that you can just consistently. Right. This do. was never really a fit. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Coon. 
every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. But like watching him develop into what he was, and I, I mean, forever will be etched in my mind the night that Dylan and Shannon Sharp and T got into it, and Shannon was talking big in his in his cardigan until Steve-O walked over there, and all of a sudden Shannon wasn't so big no more. <laughs> it's the only time I've ever seen Steve and Adams pull his hair out of the bun. Right, like he was going to throw some hands, and Shannon yeah. Sharp wanted none of that smoke. He yeah. was ducking that, all that smoke. <laughs> that and Tony Bradley, him carrying a seven-foot yes. Tony Bradley Just away from John Moran. <laughs> I mean, yeah. love me some Steedham Adams for that. But, like, Drew, we've hit on second-round picks. So, if we keep these second-round picks, like, we've hit on those much better than we have on lottery. Not, you know, Trip and yeah. Ja notwithstanding. Right. But we took in picks for this year as well as next year. Also, two for last 24, night, one for 25. Tune in to the Two Bucks Sports Show with Rusty Witten and Drew Gann every Friday at 3 p.m. only on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Answer the Saints show. <clears throat> Time for the sit down with Saints. Got my man Paris Sharkey, beat writer for Bluff City Media, covering your Memphis Grizzlies. He's here each and every Wednesday. We have a very relaxed, just sit down talking shit. Episode. Fresh back from Dallas, fresh man. out of Dallas, Yo, man. Not the SMU game. No bro. SMU no, game. Sir. We ain't got time I went for that. To Dallas <laughs> for a trip. Big business type shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Paris, when are you gonna like like? Do you own the city yet? Are you are you like the, you own Memphis yet? Like you're kind of involved in everything. Yeah, bro. You, you be coming in on, on some big time projects. Man. That's all, dude. I be on a little bit of everything, but hey, that's the plan. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hopefully one day. Yeah, man. Future, future. Uh, what's the that mayor? What's the dude? Uh, I ain't trying to be no mayor now. Now, what's that? The, that's the mayor. What's the person who's like? Damn, I can't think of what I'm trying to say. You know how there's like a global Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Parrish is going to be the head yeah, of the uh -huh. Memphis chapter uh -huh. of the Illuminati. Yeah, exactly. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Paul Young was before he was the mayor. That's what Parrish going to be. <laughs> Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, he going to be. Yeah, yeah he going to be that dude. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commissioner, Commissioner Sharkey in the building. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, we were talking about University of Memphis, and I was in there uh, avoiding. Penny Hardaway criticism at all costs. <laughs> Boy, that poked me hard. Man, because it's crazy, man. Because like you said, it's, you have to call a spade a spade. Yeah. And I'm not going to act like what I'm seeing is, is a good coaching job. It's a horrible coaching job we've seen this year by Penny, man. But it's so hard to criticize for sure. And another thing I forgot to leave out, man. We talked about this during the break before you came on. Is that um, Penny's been on this thing the last few weeks where it's like, he's saying, yeah, man, like, there's guys who – They've been on the bullshit all year yeah. long. And I'm like, bro, if, if that's the case, if Don't you would identify these dudes, like, you know exactly who the problem is. Right. Like, why are they still around? You know what exactly. I mean? Like, that whole thing has really bothered me. Like, not, I know you just can't boot dudes off the team or whatever, right? But what mm -hmm. I'm saying is, like, why haven't we seen the actual let the bench punish them type game? You're right. like, come sit by me. Like, and then we can say, oh, okay, this dude's been on some bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, that whole thing with Penny is really uh, tripping me out. Of, uh, you know, it's, it's more than, than anything. Can uh, I ask you a question? Yeah, real go quick ahead, about this. I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out of this, but I mm -hmm. just want to ask y'all, and because I, I want to hear Parrish's thoughts on this too. But mm -hmm. Penny said after the game against SMU, which was legitimately probably the first time I think in my 
college basketball watching that I've seen a team just absolutely quit in the middle in the middle of a game. They quit in that game. Penny came out afterwards and he said that um, he told the media <laughs> media in his that Jason Munns and Parth were the only ones that were there. They they travel with the team all the time. But he said to him, "You guys have to stop thinking that I'm that, I, that this this is the same team as I had at the beginning of the year when they were 15 and two going into the conference. Right? This is not the same team. We've added we Jordan Brown is back. We added Naquan. We Caleb Mills lost to injury. My thought process is is those were all outside of the Caleb Mills injury, which you can't help. Those are all your decisions. Mm-hmm. What are yeah. your thoughts? Am, am I?" Like, are we supposed to feel sorry for for him no, in I'm that not, regard? I'm not buying into that, man. Like, I, the whole two different teams thing, like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, it's a worse schedule. Yeah, your, your like, schedule yeah, you're playing bum-ass teams, bro. Like, you're right. supposed to be beating these dudes. Like, I don't – nah, Penny's got to stop all that, that type of stuff, man. But we joked about how Penny's on the, the Lex Express tour. <laughs> I might be dating myself. I might be going over your head, whatever. But Penny's definitely uh, campaigning, man, because he – He's got he's got the city in the choco, like for real. And I I'm one of the people he's got in the choco. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say freaking fire Penny Hardaway. Like that ain't that ain't coming out of my mouth, man. Uh, so it's it's really a wild place to be. <clears throat> Speaking of wild place to be, man, I'm I'm on Twitter and I'm seeing uh, 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 people talking about Stephen Adams. Man, I'm seeing your AI. <laughs> uh, Stephen Adams. <laughs> How crazy was that, Parrish? Hey, it wouldn't. I knew I couldn't play. I knew I couldn't say Steven Adams, right? Because it was going <laughs> to flag it. So I said, put tall, strong man with long hair and a beard in a Memphis Grizzlies jersey <laughs> looking down on poor people. That's what I put in. <laughs> and it came out exactly like I wanted to look, man. It came out as the a first Steven time, Adams. or did you have to get them <laughs> no, to redo it? It nailed it. And at first it was showing people that they weren't uh, black. Memphis is a black city, so I was like, no, nah, that ain't really. So, but that one kind of hit, you know, how well to do. And, it, and the first time I did it, it was kind of saying like, uh, no, it didn't come through the first time. The first time it was, uh, it showed Stephen Adams like begging the poor people for money. Like he got confused with what I was trying to say. But uh, but I said the second time I put disgusted by poor people and he had him <laughs> looking mad in the, in the middle of the hood. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, if, here's I'll get this out of the way. This old Steve Adams thing. I don't really want to talk about this. To be honest with you, because it's so it's so ridiculous. It's, you know it's, it's, it's random. As right, hell. it's random as hell. First of all, do I think that it's possible that Stephen Adams in a candy conversation has some not so favorable things to say about the city of Memphis? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not really saying yeah, nothing. Memphis. Right. Memphis have not so favorable things to say about <laughs> like, Memphis in, in candid and public conversations. So uh, so I'm sure if he was asked, and he was like, all right, man, well, how you feel about getting traded off, man? Give me out of this shit off. <laughs> I don't doubt that happened, man. And it's pretty funny stuff. He didn't say it. If he said it publicly in the interview, it was like confirmed, yeah, he said that I would have a real opinion of it. Yeah. Other than that, it's just some pretty funny shit to see on Twitter. But, um, Dope shit to see on Twitter is Brandon Clark dunking and shit again and looking looking better than he's looked. Any of the videos to me, man, uh, I'm excited to see what Brandon Clark looks like. I've got some I've got some takes that I'm kind of holding to myself because I kind of know where the fan base is. I know they don't agree with me on this, but I really think that the Grizzlies 
have plans. You're going to see a lot of Jaron and Brandon Clark. Oh, of course. And uh, I don't know. I don't think there's going to be your starting lineup, but you're going to see a lot of that. And I think that they want to see what that looks like for the rest of the season, especially if Clark can go if he's healthy. I think they want to see what that looks like. And and I'm not saying they're going to do that because they think that Jaron can be the starting five and BC could be the starting four. But I think they know that numbers say that that, that lineup is really good. Yeah. So they I think uh, they yeah. finished games with that with that yeah, lineup. It, with that that was the lineup they they got a lot of teams up out of here with mm-hmm. with that lineup plus John Morant. Um. Uh, so I, I'm really excited to see Brandon Clark back. I like he's he's a guy throughout the whole this whole grit and grind era. It's just something magical about because I remember my first season covering like having a full time job in journalism, covering that team with rookie John Morant, rookie Brandon Clark, second year Jaron Jackson Jr. Seeing all three of them go to the All Star Weekend, like I remember the vibes and the energy behind that, and it just mm-hmm. it just feels like when BC gets back, man, it'll feel. You know the feel way it's supposed. It'll feel yeah, yeah. It'll feel the way it's supposed to feel, man, for sure. So I'm excited about that. Now I, I've got, I've got a. This is the take that I really think people are not going to agree with, and I'm, a, I'm gonna see where you at with this as well. I'm hearing people when they talk about the draft, right? They're like, if we win the draft, you know, you draft Sar. He's this big man, seven foot one, and people are acting like you would trade that pick. You have lost your mind. Like I don't care. <laughs> that dude, like I think he averages like. Seven to eight rebounds a game. He's seven foot one, super athletic. Like, no, nah, dude, I'm drafting that dude. I don't care what y'all are talking about. But you hear you hear people say, "We hope I hope we get number one so we can get him." <clears throat> people saying, "Well, draft trade down to go get Filipowski or whatever dude you clinging or whatever, whatever dude." And there are people saying, "Just trade the pick uh, all together." Yeah, I I am of the mind of if. There are people. There are people saying, "Okay, trade that pick for a center who can play right now, right?" And my thing is, yeah, you can do that, but if you're if you're looking at like what the best option may be, the best way to get a center on this team would involve a trade, in my opinion. But I think there are more guys that are like signing trade options mm-hmm. that make more sense than guys who are on a roster on the contract, and that makes any sense because. If I'm looking at like, like a Nick Claxton, right? Yeah, he's a free agent. He's a free agent this year, right? And then you got what's my guy? The Tommy. white, uh, no, the white black guy. <laughs> oh, uh, Hardenstein. Hardenstein, right? If yeah, I yeah. if I had a power ranking of who I want to be my starting center next year, those are my two dudes, one and two, right? Yeah. And I'm like, those are signing trade guys that you still can go to the podium and make your draft pick because you're not going to give anybody. Yeah, you ain't getting that, on no one trade. There's no, no reason in the world to give anybody trade, yeah. that pick in a signing trade, right? So I'm like, okay, I see the Grizzlies. I see the Grizzlies not only taking their pick, but not taking the center. I see them taking whoever yeah, the best, best player, player available. Right. Yep. And I think that's what you should do anyway. You Ron know what I mean? Dillingham. Yeah, that kid Dillingham or Come one of these wings. The man, I, hey, you can never have enough wings, oh, man. No. Look at the like, Clippers. Right, because I'm hearing people say <laughs> things like, look at Brooklyn, the dudes they got. Like mm-hmm. those dudes, either 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 as a guy on your team or as a tradable commodity for another exactly. team. Yep. You need to have as many of those as possible, man. And uh, like I said, I, I I don't think that it's kind of been a common thought that it's like, okay, either the Grizzlies are going to draft a Filipowski and kind of play him with a, either a free agent we sign or just have him with Jaron and BC or, you know, whatever, and do that and kind of get him ready to be the center. Or I'm I'm not there, though, man. I think the Grizzlies are going to take the best player available yeah. and try to get a center through a sign-and-trade type situation. Because like I said, if I've got my choice, man, those are my two dudes. Mm-hmm. If i got my uh, – <clears throat> 
if I could just like take a guy and put him on this team out of a realistic target. So where where are you at as far as it goes? Man, it's open. It's open season right now, right? So mm-hmm. my whole thing is I'm waiting just to see what pick we actually get. Yeah. Um, I'm still the mind of more so seek trades, but it's tricky because because I know, don't want. Uh, I'm sorry, bro. Go where ahead. they shed they shed the salary to stay under the first apron or whatever. Yeah. Stay in the first apron. And you think about like I saw Nick Claston's projected twenty million mm-hmm. a year. I'm like, are you really gonna try and add him at twenty mil and you paying this and back? You know, that's like it's like at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> you might be better off going the cheaper route mm-hmm. of Andre Drummond. Or even Hartstein, because I thought he cost that much. Or if you do get Nick Claston, somebody's salary, Marcus Smart, Luke, or somebody else, big contract going out to go for if, you to have these all these big salaries. But what does help you is you got Gigi and Vince on very small deals. Yeah. So that definitely helps you going forward with that. But I, it, it's just so it's kind of open season, in my opinion. I'm just kind of waiting for the pick to be announced. Then after that, see who's available. It's like if uh. Like Mikael Bridges is high. He wants to demand some trade. You know, start looking, start thinking once that happens. But right. other than that, I'm kind of just like, let's see what the pick, let's see where we finish the end of the season. Let's see what the pick lands. Mm-hmm. And then I'll probably think more on like, okay, this is what they should do with it. Because I'm looking at this New York situation with Mitchell Robinson supposed to be coming back, right? I'm like, okay, if they get Mitchell Robinson back and he looks good, he's he's good. Mm-hmm. They're good in the playoffs with him. Hard signs like, all right, man, I've shown y'all I can Down. be a starting center. If he wants out, like, if you try to go somewhere and start and compete, yep. like this is right. where you need to go. It's like, okay, we'll do $15 million. We'll opt in uh, Luke Kennard and we'll hey, trade down. Yeah, right. exactly. Something hey, like you know what I mean? Like that's that seems like open and shut case. You in know what I mean? In that case, draft Rod Dillon. Draft whoever, bro. Yep. Whoever you think the best player is. You know what I mean? So, um, like that's that's how I'm thinking as far as all this concerned. A uh, lot, of, lot of talk about All-Star Weekend, right? Kenny Smith saying – Ridiculous stuff per usual. Um, he said that pre All Star weekend at, after the Grizzly game. Talking about the folks with the makeup, uh, <laughs> UConn with them been getting up with the Grizzlies, you know. And it's like I'm, I'm like Kenny Smith. Like if if this lady went out there and got her ass smacked by Steph Curry, I could understand I mean, you saying she was <laughs> she just lost. That's all that happened. She lost. She didn't look bad at all. And she shot for NBA range. Right, and her score it. looked better than a lot of the dudes yeah, exactly. that were in the, the the you know the big contest or whatever. Right, you're talking about one of the greatest shooters of all time, bro. You know what I mean? It's not like some lady they found some high school player to go against Steph. Like she's one of the greatest shooters mm-hmm. of all time. You know what I mean? And just a totally ignorant you know comment by him altogether. And he doubled down on it. Yeah. I believe. He went on somebody else's show, yeah. and I'm like, dude, just stop, man. Like, and it's it's all just you know just crazy talk, um, for sure. Um, Jordan, uh, not Jordan Brown, Jalen Brown. Okay. <laughs> so I watched bits and pieces of the contest, but I already know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was he jumped over a two foot dude and sitting down, sitting down. <laughs> I commend him for getting out there representing uh, the all stars, right? And, and, and like I said on Twitter, man, like. Everybody went crazy this summer when when the USA basketball team did not come away with the win, you know, in the FIBA, right? And they're like, oh, they need to bring in, you know, the Avengers, LeBron and them, KD and Steph, whoever, right? I I will take I will take another B team going to the to the to the to the Olympics if it means we could get Matt McClung ass up out of here, man. Because I'm like, all right, bro. yeah, Black History Month, like, right? but get this dude, like, <laughs> I'm sick of it. like, bro, we threw out, uh, like, uh, shout out to 
Over Toppin's brother, who I didn't even know was a thing. Man, I can't believe you <laughs> just glossed over that, Anthony. Did you hear what Parrish just said? What did he say? He's talking about Matt McClung, Black History Month, winning Damn, two straight slams. <laughs> hey, bro, I'm like out, it. man. That's like, hilarious. Like, like get it, your man. little glass out of here, bro. Like, for, like enough for Matt McClung, bro. It, it was kind of cool last year, but they just milked it a little bit too much. But I'm like, bro, get nice. this dude nice. out of here, Give bro. Give me Lamar Stevens in this dunk contest, man. Somebody, bro. <laughs> and and here's, here's what I – bro, if I were a betting man – I'm gonna I'm gonna put y'all into the future. John Morant will be in the slam dunk contest next year. Like, if Nike is smart, yep. and if he's smart, they're gonna get together, and this is gonna be something that kind of that can totally rehab. It's the thing oh, that can rehab his image. Are you listening? No bluffing yet. Nah, what they saying? So Chris, man, shout out to Chris. Chris Inger, right? Yeah, shout out to Chris. Him and uh, shout out to Evan, man. Evan, man. Above noon. And make sure y'all check out, check out the spaces yeah. today at six o'clock. Yeah. You're listening on Wednesday today at six o'clock. Uh, Bluff City Media is, is is getting off into the Spaces world, hosted by Chris Ingram and 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 some of the the guys from Bluff City Media. But go ahead, uh, Perry. So so um, so the scenario he came up with, and that was a fast scenario. He basically said Nike put in some money for Ja. Mm-hmm. Who is Zion with Jordan? Jordan or put in some money for him. Anthony Edwards with Adidas. Put some money for him yep. and another shoe, whoever somebody else yep. with another shoe company. That's a good dunker. G.G. Jackson and Bobos. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, put in some money, put a Jonathan pie. Isaac in the Holy Rollers. Yeah, yeah, nah, Jonathan Isaac. Isaac. Yeah, can't stay healthy Austin enough. Reeves <laughs> and the AR-17s. Whatever they call. But basically, they all put their money in the pot, way over three mil each, 12 mil total, and the winner of the dunk contest get win it. Win the whole pot. Let the shoot companies get involved. Yep. That'll be nasty. Anthony Elvis, Zion, Ja. Okay, I can think of a fourth person that got a different... That's a dunker. Put Kawhi in there. Puma. Puma in there, John. Nah, Kawhi ain't <laughs> Big baller brand. Lonzo. Put Lonzo, put Lonzo in there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, All right, that's dope, though. But I, I really think Nike is going to. Now, I, I love that idea, just in theory of it. But I don't think Nike is going to get behind nothing that they might lose. They might lose, yeah. But if they if they would have two guys in it, though, because you would have. Uh, that's Jordan's yeah, Nike. Jordan's Nike. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think if Nike does it, they're going to set it up where Ja looks like. But they might try to get they might try to get a Zion to try yeah, to get you need some it somebody can't just be to be Zion. This yeah. got to be yeah. But here's the, here's the thing that kills me too, man. And we'll talk about just wild stuff people are saying. I want to say Stephen A. Smith said that like it's LeBron's fault that nobody's <laughs> like bro. A lot of stars came <laughs> in the NBA after LeBron and chose not to be in the slam dunk contest. Like trying to blame it on LeBron is wild, man. Like LeBron was a rookie. 25 years ago, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? So I get that. I ain't going to necessarily just blame LeBron for everything, but I guess you could say he started that way. But why did we want to see LeBron could, like, dunk hard? Like, he would dunk on dudes. He would dunk with force. But I think it was the fact that, like, we saw if you were comparing to Kobe and MJ, they all went in to young age. And LeBron. But they had a flair to their dunking, though. Like, there's nothing about LeBron dunking I want to see in a slam dunk contest. And one time LeBron said, LeBron committed to it. I mean, one year he was doing the dunk contest. He was like, yeah, I'm being the next year. And then he never did it. He never did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to blame him for that. Yeah, I never. It won't. Derrick Rose didn't do it. I mean. But Derrick Rose started getting hurt. I don't think he (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. It's, it's, yeah, man. Um, But, yeah, I I would be shocked if Ja didn't do it next year. Like, if Nike is smart, they'll use that as a way to kind of give, make All-Star Saturday night Ja Morantz. And they should say whatever the Ja 2 is and debut that joint. All-Star Saturday mm-hmm. night in the slam dunk contest. Yep, perfect. There it is. We just, we just fixed it for you. 
And, I, and I've seen people complaining about the All-Star game and talking about, why don't they just get rid of the game <laughs> altogether? And just, no, bro. This is, okay, this is what somebody else said, too. I was listening uh, to my man, Jason Smith. I listened to Jason all day today. Shout out to Jason Smith. He was talking about, uh, he was talking with Jessica Benson. And it was like, do you feel, would you feel a way if these players that are already millionaires got paid more money as an incentive, some type of incentive for the All-Star game, right? And I'm like, why would we feel a way about that? This is the same NBA who's about to make the NBA draft another night to make money. Make this in-season tournament, which was to make TV money. You know what I mean? You you did a, had a bubble in the middle of the pandemic to make TV money. Like, why am I mad about the players getting a, getting another piece of this? Like, they're not they're not going to end the All Star game. They've got they've got your eyes for three nights, right? Right. Three nights. Friday, Saturday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. They're not going to lose a night because there's a handful of people that are complaining about the All Star game. Because guess what? People watch the All Star game, yep. and and I've never it's never been like um. <laughs> I don't remember the NBA All Star Game ever being this being this competitive thing where it's like guys are going hard at each other. Like we, not the you whole saw, game. yeah, not you saw like instances. The last five minutes. Yeah, the last five minutes of games, guys start going at each other. I think the thing now is that these guys are freaking aliens on the court at this point, so they look so weird when like nobody's guarding them. They're just out there just doing shit. You know what I mean? Then, I also think that uh, the Dwayne Wade injury. Well, a couple years, well, 10 years ago, Dwayne Wade got hurt doing the All-Star game. Yeah. Since then, you could tell it's been kind the of The dude's like, been screwing around. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, man, you see, like, like back in the day, you had, like, Larry Nance who's in the All-Star game, right? Like, you, you're, you're, your typical power forward is, like, Bam Adebayo and Jaron Jackson Jr. who can dribble, pass, and shoot. Yep. So it's like, these guys, those guys, if you're not guarding these dudes, it's going to look ridiculous because you got guys like Carnage and Towns. They go, you're not going to guard me. I can go out here and score 50. Or I can right. shoot. 10 threes or all you know it's just it's these guys are such aliens on the court when they're not playing defense it looks crazy but i got an idea i'm gonna throw out to you Perry shark i threw this out to kenny stubberfield if y'all really want to fix the all nba all-star game right i got a way to fix it right if if if, if it's dead unwatchable which it is because i don't watch the shit I didn't you know what i mean you know what i <laughs> mean so it, it's unwatchable <laughs> i get you that but i don't really care i don't think you need to really mess with it but if you want to fix it I threw out an idea joking on the day about just go lean in and make it like Rucker Park. Mike, Mike everybody up. Let them talk shit. Interview dudes in the middle of the game. Just make it goofy, right? You yep. could do that. But if you want to make it look serious, I got an idea for that, for that too. You know, you got your all-star game MVP, right? Damian Lillard was it. For the first time ever, have a NBA all-star game defensive player of the game mm. and have a cash prize behind it, mm. right? You get four or five dudes out there who going hard on defense. Everybody, about it. everybody else gonna start playing defense too, bro. Yep. Especially if there's like make it for two million dollars. You win this and make no money for winning the MVP, but a two million dollar cash prize if you win defensive player of the year. Dudes, okay. player of the game. Dudes gonna go hard. Yeah, they gonna go hard. They gonna go hard. Like yeah. it's, I ain't saying everybody's. I ain't saying it's gonna like a regular game, but you'll have at least you'll have at least five to six dudes. Who going hard for that award? And it's gonna be kind of contagious because you got dudes out there playing. Like Kyle Lowry gonna be mad because he used to go hard <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> <Now> he, <laughs> right. Poor Jaron Jackson Jr. You gotta get him back <laughs> in that joint. You gotta get Jaron back in. He can get that two mil. But yeah, man, like I just think it's all just dumb. Like, and another thing too, people have to understand. People may totally disagree with me on this, but I'll stand on this. All Star Weekend stops being for you when you're like in your mid twenties. Like it's always been for kids. Yep. Preteens, teenagers, so, yeah. young adults. 
And those they kind of still get into it. Like mm-hmm. it's still pretty cool to them. Like it ain't it really ain't for us no more. You know what I sure, mean? Like, Somebody watching this shit, bro. Cause they, <laughs> you know, they it's, it's been going on all my life. I remember being like 18, 19, wanted to see Penny in the All Star game, and I saw Penny do a couple cool things. I was like, all right, I've seen enough. I'm good. And when Ja's been there, yeah, there that's the last I cared. Like Ja, last ja, year, Ja Jaren, and Jaren. Uh, this year was like, okay, nobody there. So. Yeah, Zebo's in there, cool. Let's watch yeah. it. Marcus all cool, whatever. But. I only tuned in Friday night just to see Vince. Yeah, I've never watched the whole thing. Right yeah, I like, saw I Vince care. sit his ass down, and I was I was done. On I it. heard Stephen A. broke his ankle before he slept the game. Didn't worry about watching it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm done on all of it, man. I'm done on all of it for sure. Are you buying that uh, LeBron doesn't know what he's going to do, what he's going to announce yeah, his bro, retirement? Man, like LeBron, I, I wish I had a cap right now. <laughs> <laughs> we got no cap nowhere. <laughs> like you know exactly what you're gonna do. You're gonna leave out and it's gonna be the farewell tour for sure. You're not gonna pull yeah, a tip though. And the fact that we even talking about it, you know that he, he's not he's not doing that. He's gonna go out. Uh it's, it's, it's he's like, well, I'm not the type of dude, man. I never wanted to have uh praise thrown on me like LeBron. You might go have a whole documentary following me last year. <laughs> what if somebody say you man, you got chosen one tattooed on your chest? Exactly, bro. <laughs> LeBron go, LeBron go have like, like a fan meeting greets between every quarter, man, for real. <laughs> <laughs> like he could be half the halftime show, it's just uh, playing man. LeBron clips. <laughs> Grizzlies versus like Grizzlies versus Lakers is gonna have a LeBron, LeBron tribute <laughs> halftime. Yeah, man, LeBron, you know, stop it, man. We know, we know what you're gonna do for right, sure. Man. But yeah, man, my man Perry Sharkin, man, he's here each and every week. We about to jump to this three-pointer. Got a lot of stuff to talk about as far as that goes as well. We'll see y'all for that after the break, y'all. We'll see you in a minute. Look, at the end of the day, this is all Penny's fault. More or less. I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, he composes the roster. He helps um, build the culture. And is he going to hold himself accountable? And is he going to figure out a way to fix it? It's a good question. You got, uh, what, six weeks left in the season for Selection Sunday? Five or six weeks? This has been a common theme throughout his entire career at Memphis. Sure. Is chemistry issues, whether it's been with five freshmen, whether it's been with a mix, a healthy mix of freshmen and veteran or whether it's been uh, a team full of veterans. I mean, there's no doubt. We said it going into the year. This is absolutely by far and large the most talented team that he's had. I guess the the 21 team would give this team a run for its money, but I would say this is the worst team that he has had. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. The next two years, they can find a roster that works. With those guys making the money they make, they'll have two legitimate shots at titles, I think, for two years. And now, after that, you figure out what you're going to figure out. Jaron's going to come up again, and his money's going to be more. Maybe that's the point where you gotta, you've got to break it up. This trade deadline and this offseason, acquiring some pieces that make sense for you, not development guys, not drafting guys, acquiring pieces and guys on favorable contracts that fit into your system, that finish those last little bits around the edges that you need. And that's, I think, why the next two years are so important. I think that's why the the trade deadline is so important, as well as the offseason, because they've got to find pieces that work. 
They cannot develop guys. They're done with that. They can't be doing that anymore. Time is done. Tune in to The Daily Grind with Mark King and Loot Hatmaker at 1 p.m. every Monday through Friday live on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Let's call it what it is. This is embarrassing. Yeah. This is 100% embarrassing. This is a team that had four wins against top 25 opponents. They look like one of the better teams in the country. The wheels have completely fallen off. I, I had to change a channel. Yeah. Because not only was it embarrassing, it was. it's so hard to watch this team play basketball right now. Yeah, it's ugly. I put out a tweet, and I swear I stand by this. I said, if you're not insane from watching this team play basketball, you're beating the odds. <laughs> Penny Hardaway, it's like, okay, he understands the city. He understands recruiting. He understands this program. He's going to build this program. And I find myself truly questioning if Penny Hardaway is a program builder. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, y'all, welcome back to Nancy Saints. So it's time for the three-pointer with my man, Perry Sharkey, who joins me each and every Wednesday, man. I just can't stop thinking about this Steven Adams stuff, man. It's just such a wild, a wild-ass story, man. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> All they do is eat wings and barbecue, man. <laughs> That's the reason that man was never on the sidelines. It might show. He know he showed the pool back up. The folks like, oh. Maybe it's supposed to Chicago. Oh, Steven Adams loved Memphis. It ain't been in nine months. Everybody came. Everybody pulled up in Chicago. Right. Last time we saw Steven Adams, it was at the West Clinic. <laughs> we seen his ass. Hope we practice. Clearly, Steven Adams doesn't play for the city, man. That's what I'm, you know. Hey, we need, we need Grizzlies that play for the city. They play for the, they got the, uh, play for the name on the front of the jersey. Nah, That's we what we need. need. We don't need them all seat to sing. Man, I don't care. I don't care who you play for. If you good, just go out there and hoop, man. I don't, I don't think Gigi Jackson is like going hard because he's like, loves being a Memphian. Like, I don't really nah. care. I don't care, man. Like, just go hoop, bro. Oh, man. That Steven Adams stuff is funny, though, for real. I just keep, I just keep like, imagining, like, how he sounds in the room, like, if he's getting this shit off. <laughs> oh, man. All right. The three-pointer, where we're talking about three things going on in the world of sports, man. A lot of coach shit going on. My boy, Jock, Jock Vaughn, man, just can't get just can't get can't get right, man. They doing my boy wrong. <laughs> they did Again. him wrong uh, multiple Again. times. This is the yeah, man. Jack Vaughn. If, I, if, if, if the Brooklyn Nets offer me anything, no, nah, <laughs> f y'all. I'm he good. He should have dipped when when he had, he should have led to him yep. as a coach. He should have went somewhere else. Yep. I don't know why he stayed. Bro. But let, let's talk about that timeline as well. Jack Vaughn was the coach of the team. I want to say Kyrie was Both on the years. team, but yep. he got hurt, right? And so the team uh, still made it to the bubble, led by uh, made to playoffs. Led Karis by Karis Levert in the bubble, Karis right? Levert. Made to playoffs, right? With with Jock Vaughn as the coach, they Memphis and Jeremiah Martin was on that team. Yep. Yes, yeah, University of Memphis alum Jeremiah Martin was on that team, <laughs> playing for the city, baby. Right, playing for the city, in man. The bubble, boy. Playing for Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah, dude, he played for the city, man. He played yeah, for the Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> Oh man, so so then um, they get Katie that summer. They but well, they already technically they already had him, but he was already out for the season. Right? Uh huh. The, who? Katie. Him and Kyrie signed together, but he had Tori's Achilles. Not with Jack Vaughn as a coach, though. Huh? Yeah, yeah. 
The bubble year, KD was on team. He just they got rid of sure they got rid of what's his name. Bro. They got rid of what's his name. Who was the coach before? Um, uh, Atkinson. took over. Yeah, Atkinson. Atkinson. Yeah, Atkinson. Show the hell was, bro. So they got KD and Kyrie back, right? They got Steve Nash in there. They yeah. got, they got uh, Jock Vaughn up out of there, yep. bro. Steve Nash, who had no clue what he was doing, right? Or demoted right? Jock Vaughn more so. Yeah, he and he brought him in as, as an assistant coach, yep. basically the coach with this coach that you brought in who can't coach, right? So then when you realize this guy can't coach, you get rid of Steve Nash, you give Jock Vaughn back the team, he still don't have Kyrie and KD. Yeah. And you trade everybody trade, away. You, know? you trade everybody away. Yep. You got and a then team you full take of three ben, you get Ben Simmons back in that deal for, for James Harden, right? You got nothing but a bunch of wings on the team. You're trying to build around Miles Bridges. Right. I mean, uh, Mikael Bridges. Who's my man? That's my guy. I forgot Ben Simmons is on the team, bro. right? Man, come on, man. <laughs> you you turn down like the Memphis Grizzlies offering you four first round picks for Mikael Bridges. Like so that shows you how committed you were to that dude. Team has team structure doesn't make any sense. Ain't nothing but a bunch of wings on the team. Nothing but wings, right? So you fire yes. Jock Vaughn may have lost his team. They might just be like, okay, we quit, whatever. But, bro, Jock Vaughn ain't the reason why it, that, that roster the way it right. is, man. <laughs> totally, totally jacked up to see my boy uh, uh, Jock Vaughn get fired, man. Another brother getting scapegoated right here for sure. I said this to you on the phone when this, this whole thing came out. I mm -hmm. said there are always, like, examples that you can see in all sports, NFL specifically. Got they right. have the Rooney rule, right, mm -hmm. where you can tell that teams are actively – that like they had to put a rule in place to make sure that uh, black men, men of color, whoever it may be, mm -hmm. got the opportunity to at least interview right. for a position. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of the running rule, but I get where you're going. But I, but I would say the Jock Vaughn situation is the most egregious, yeah. exactly, egregious hiring Steve Nash <laughs> over Jock Vaughn right. might have been. I mean, just absolutely in every way. Was a like a failure as an organization. Yeah, it it, it, it he makes should me have so had, mad. He should have had that team with uh, Kyrie, Kevin Durant. Because soon as they and, fired uh, James Steve Harris and he got to coach him, then that's when Kyrie and KD KD asked for the trade. You know that. Yeah, and he was, and that dude was like super positive, super inspirational man. He was really there for Kyrie when all this stuff was going on with Kyrie and the, the controversy he had. I just like him as a coach, man. If if yeah. I'm the Memphis Grizzlies, go hire that dude. I ain't saying fire uh, Taylor Jenkins, yeah, but get consistent. that dude, get yeah. that dude on your bench, man. I think I think Jock Vaughn's a, a really good talent. Uh, number two, man. Um, we, we got three coaching situations. I'm gonna pile into one. Uh, Rick Pitino just out there saying crazy shit. Have you seen what he said? Just I heard I like heard totally throwing his players exactly under the bus, saying yeah. names, saying this kid. Sorry, I don't know if you ever seen the preacher video. Uh, Kenny, I don't know if you ever seen it. Uh, you seen the video where the guy was like, uh, the preacher, pastor, going off on his members in the oh, church. Yeah. Uh -huh. And he's like, well, you're you're the sorriest member I you're got. The sorriest <laughs> member I got. I'm <laughs> supposed to marry you next week. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even come to church. Dang. Hey, you back there in the, in the, media, in the room. media room. That's rough. You're trying to subvert the kingdom of God. Right, you're trying to you're trying to create your own little kingdom in the media. <laughs> that, can't, that is that is. And I told your mother. And I, I told, told your mother. mother That's if she don't deal with you, you, you're just you're just producing a nice little worldly. And you never seen it. I gotta nah, see the video. You can see me that. All right, but that's that's what that's, that's the vibe that Rick Pitino was on. He just went off on the whole roster, right? Like all these dudes are bums. The facilities suck. Like, <laughs> and he at St. John's. He said it's the least enjoyable season of he's basketball had he's a, ever had. Like, bro, like, you had a season of basketball where you were, like, caught screwing women in a Chinese right, restaurant. Like, <laughs> right. You had a season of basketball where half of your college assistant coaches got sent to jail. Like, get out of my face, man. 
Like, come on. Oh, man. So, yeah, Rick Pitino had her going crazy. That's the first coach going crazy, man. Number two, man, George Call, man, just a real hating, hating ass man? dude. Right here, hey, this stuff with him and Carmelo Anthony is crazy, bro. Hey, first of all, shout out to Carmelo Anthony. Hey, I'm a big fan of the whole NBA player with, like, a lifestyle podcaster, funny dude thing. Like, I'm I'm a big fan of it, but this project uh, – uh, 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 um, playoff P podcast or whatever they call it, uh, whatever yeah, name. It's not playoff P. It's a podcast P. P. Podcast P. P. Uh, I'm a big. I like give arena. Yeah, give arena join us off the chain. Hey Zach Randolph, if you need your boy, man. Nah, hey, 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 hey <laughs> low key one of the the best one I think is the Pat Bev podcast. I think that one is so good. All them joints is fire, bro. And this joint, Carmelo Anthony and my boy Murrow uh, from Jesus and Murrow. Uh, I didn't know there was a thing until this week. It might be a new show. But that joint looked fire, bro. Uh, Carmelo Anthony is going off about uh, George Carl, which made Kenya Martin start going off about George Carl. Hey. Just a real George Carl, just a super petty dude, man. Just a weirdo. Like, and he has had problems with his star players everywhere he's gone. Yeah. And Carmelo right. Anthony is like, you know why that dude's got problems with star players? He played with George Gervin. George Gervin like was a star player. He didn't like George Gervin, and he's like made everybody he's played for that's a star player have to deal. With old shit from him and George Gervin, you know what I mean. He basically that's what Carmelo said. He said Carmelo said that George Carl's first he came there in the middle of the season, right? He said that George Carl came to them was like told him, man, I think you're overrated, and just went off of him for no reason. He's like, dude, I was like 21, second second year in the league, like we was wild as shit on that team. Like I I know we were wild as shit, but like man, that's that's just not how you handle your any player, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? To, to come to him like that, and he said that him and George Carl had that rough relationship. <laughs> And it's still to this day super petty between uh, George Carl and Carmelo Anthony. Uh, also, uh, final <laughs> wild coach story is uh, uh, JJ Reddick goes off on Doc Rivers, calling trash basically. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> I'm like, man, bro. I just wish everybody would just go get this shit off about all these former coaches and just get out. It feels like the Cat Williams shit all over again, man. And I like what um, I like what. Um, Pat Bev said, he's like, dude, how you going to slam a coach who you know gave you a chance? Like, you weren't anybody starting. Here. You weren't a starting shooting guard. You were starting at the Clippers for the Clippers with Doc Rivers. He trusted you. Your whole career blew up after that. Like, man, how do you throw that dude under the bus? You know what I mean? And then J.J. Reddick was like, well, I had other offers from teams. Cool, man. But you signed to go play with this dude, mm -hmm. and your career blew up after that. Like, when J.J. Reddick went to the Clippers, yep. he was out of here at that point. He was – one of the better, you know, ro rotation, I mean, role players in the league, you right. know what I mean? So it's just, it was just all just strange energy between J.J. Uh, Reddick and Doc Rivers. And we all know Doc ain't that good, man. But, but <laughs> it was just so strange to see J.J. Reddick uh, going in on that man for sure. Can I <clears throat> can I add one more to this? No, go ahead. Have y'all seen the Matt Barnes stuff from today? No, I have. <laughs> you know he got removed from his broadcast um, job with, uh, with who Steven is he Jackson? With? Huh? With Steven Jackson? No. no, he, no he, that's well, that's their own thing, so no. Yeah, that's his Can't own thing, but he was doing, like, actual for a team. I forgot which team it was. Maybe the Kings? Not the Kings. It was somebody. And Because videos are circulating around of him at a basketball game for his son, like, aggressively trying to go after a junior, a kid in junior, in junior high school who was doing the announcing of the, of the game as a student announcer. Hmm. He was announcing the game on a live broadcast, and Matt Barnes, there's a video of him grabbing dude, putting his hands on his shoulders, getting in his face because he didn't like what the kid had to no, say. No, I ain't seen none of that shit. 
Man, don't talk to me. <laughs> Man, part of the same guy who drove like drove to go two fight hours to try Fisher. and fight Derek Fisher. Yeah, and my I mean, wife fired hell too. Is Damn. it like? Is it a, anyway? Is, what is it? You even mentioned this a little bit about some of the older NBA players that are just oh, like man. aggressively. I'm so glad you said that. I totally forgot to talk about that, man. Yeah. The 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 NBA's the NBA's biggest problem to me, I'm not gonna say the biggest problem, but one of their biggest problems is not getting talked about enough is the NBA is the only league that that has oh, former players that just shit on the league. Yeah. And and they're paid by these companies that, that are actually covering the games. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like somebody sits on their podcast and they're talking about the game. I'm talking about guys who are paid by companies, TV companies that are you're watching the game and you're watching commentary from former players who are trashing the, the current product. Mm-hmm. You do not see that in the NFL. You don't see that nope. in baseball. Not at all. You don't see that in any other sport, man. You don't see, you don't see it in college sports. I mean, it's, you do a little bit in college sports because these guys are teeing off talking about this NIL and transfer portal stuff. I would say, so, of course, but yeah, not the but, actual game. Yeah, stuff. man, it's, it's nasty. Nasty work for sure for some of the stuff you're seeing out of the NBA, man. But uh, one NBA uh, story that I do want to talk about which is number three today. Great story. We opened up the show talking about the disappointment of uh, Coach Penny Hardaway and his Tiger team this year, but a great, great story from one of his former players, uh, product of the, the Penny Hardaway tree. Shout out to him. Shout out, man. Lester Quinones, uh signs a regular roster deal with the Golden State Warriors, man. Just a great story. A guy who left early. Uh, people were like, Everybody was like, man, a Penny just had that guy last year. You know what I mean? He 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 bet on himself, man. He went to the he went the G League route, signed with a team where he thought he could, where his skill set could help out, and it has paid yeah. off for him. He has signed a deal with the Golden State Warriors for Lester Quinones, a guy who yeah. I didn't really think was a pro. Uh, he came in, uh, him and Boogie Ellis was supposed to be this super dynamic scoring shooting backcourt, and it didn't really pan out as far as those two guys together. But Lester had you know a couple good seasons with the Tigers. Went on to try the professional route, and he has caught on with the Golden State Warriors, man. Awesome. Part awesome, of his story, awesome story. Part of his story, I interviewed him while he was going through the mm-hmm. draft process. I interviewed him like the day after he announced mm-hmm. that he was going to stay in the draft. Because that was the question, right? Like, right. is he going to come out? Is he going to come in? And he told me off off the record, he was like, man, I'm being told by my agent that everybody, like Golden State wants me in the first round. Like, mm-hmm. these teams want me. I'm a first-round guy. And and I and I'm sitting there. Going, they were lying to him. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> but like, they came back and got him though. But yep. that. But but again, like that to me is another example of like that's a that's nasty business that an agent would lie to a player like that. Yeah. And he might still have that agent, and he might not. He might the agent might have been just hearing from guys too, like, hey, we might take him at this point. And teams will bullshit you too, Ken. Like, we'll bullshit you. But he he very well might have heard that. He might have heard that, and that's all well and good. But, man, that dude did not – he didn't get drafted. He got picked up on a two-way deal and then got most improved improved (laughs) player in the G League last year Mm -hmm. and has now fought his way to a roster spot in the NBA. That shit dope, bro. So dope, man. I believe he got dropped from the two-way. It was straight G League. Then got the two-way Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep, Lester Quinones, man, signed a deal with the Golden State Warriors. Dope stuff, man, for sure. About to take a break, bro. About to do Inside the Same Brain. I, I need you to stay on for this one, oh, man. Yeah, I, I, need, stay. I need you to stay on for this always. one, man. My man, Paris Shark is definitely in the building. We're about to take a break. When we come back, Inside the Same Brain here on the Anthony Sane Show. See you guys in a minute. Third 
good coaches that have a system that they want to run. And they'll take these pieces of personnel and they'll make that personnel conform to their system. Great coaches, of course, are the ones that go get the personnel. They pick out these guys that they like. And then they'll take that personnel and they'll say, hey, you do this well. You do this well. We're going to change some things up. We're going to fit this system to you. Adaptability. I keep watching this with Penny, and he wants this defensive culture and the thought process behind it to just sort of be his defensive system. And this year has been very telling to me that he has no adjustment off that. Yeah. You have to be moldable. You have to be able to change with the times and the talent and the personnel that's given to you. And I don't see that from Penny, man. Yeah. I just don't see it. Yeah. He wants it to be one way, his way. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. It has been quite the break. Yeah, like that Vince McMahon meme where he's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's me right now. Holy it, Toledo. TJ, we're not, we can't have 10% beers when we <laughs> eat dinner at five o'clock and record at 11. <laughs> oh, so I'm still fine <laughs> for body to get back with this there. Dear God. <laughs> so. <laughs> Did you have any hard-hitting questions? Oh, that'd be great. Great. <laughs> oh, Can we cut the commercial <laughs> Supposedly, there's a uh, video of Drake going around the internet, and Kenny just sent me a steel shot. And, oh, it's going to take a minute to recover from that. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Vince is who we thought Dylan was going to be, right? He's mo- he's turning into that player that's just a defensive menace but can get you buckets. And it's just fun to watch him grow and develop into the player that he is, especially against Dylan Brooks. It was a passing of the guard thing, but because for Dylan, it was always like you loved his grit, you loved his tenacity, you loved his nastiness on the defensive end, but he just shot you out of games. And yeah. you were just hoping, like, Vince Williams can be that guy and he just won't shoot as much. But it's actually been this season, he's taken uh, four three pointers a game, 37% from three, 44% from the, uh, from the field as a total. And it's the polar opposite on the offensive end of what Dylan offered. Getting in Steph's head, getting in Lucas' head, you know, bugging these right. star players, grinning maniacally while he's covering Steph Curry, one of the greatest shooters of all time, because he's a straight-up Batman villain. Tune in to the Two Buck Sports Show with Rusty Witten and Drew Gann every Friday at 3 p.m. only on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Right, y'all, welcome back to the Answer the Same Show. Final segment of the show. My man Perry Shark is going to join me for Inside the Same Brain. Uh, this is this is interesting, man. I got an older guy like myself 
a younger guy in Perry Sark, and we're both African-American men. We're both black, if y'all didn't notice. And we got Kenny Stoverfield behind the glass. <laughs> Let's go. Who's my age, but he's a white guy. So we got a nice variety of men to talk about this subject. Parents does not know what we're talking about. Kenny, you do. I told I, I briefed you earlier what we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about the game Uno, gentlemen. Bruh. Uno put out a, a, a statement go. for you in Ghana. Shout out to Taco in Ghana for selling noodles. Now, Man, I heard this. I heard this. I think I told y'all last time. That name, mate, it's not. Yeah, the name, and I asked, I, like asked this, uh, I got this Hispanic friend that's Venezuelan, right? So I said, hey, what is. I said, come on, say, do you say Ingalas in English? She said, ain't no word. <laughs> I was like, well, she said, Ghanas means like uh, wanted or like a want or a need or something like that. Hmm. So, so I, said, I said, so you think Ingalas means like taco. Like your taco fix, like this is where you get, this is where you come to get your taco craving. And she said, I don't know because Ingana's is not a word. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Taco Ingana's though, who just opened it up in the blackest bars of the city. They That's coming. <laughs> we bringing these tacos to you, Ingana's. <laughs> Shout out to Taco Ingana's, man. For sure. <laughs> Them folks open up next to the I hop on Riverdale. How do you spell that? How do you spell that last word in the cause I, I don't want to say it I, but how do you spell it? <laughs> Them folks open on Daddy Thomas. I'm like shit, man. All right, man. Hold on. Oh, man. At first it was like in Cordova, like right, right Yo, up here. Right up, up here. here. Yeah, that's why I go to. Oh god, that bugs is coming it's coming to an Ingano's near you. But Kenny is spelled it's, a, it's an N. <laughs> N-G-A. Yeah, I'm N-A-S. out, bro. I'm out, bro. I'm out. And I asked my Venezuelan friend, I said, how do you say, what does Ingana's mean in, in Spanish? She was like, I have no clue. She said, what are you talking about? I said, it's a place called Taco Ingana's. She said, well, Ghana's means like a, a need, want type thing. But she was like, I don't know what Ingana's means. Taco and Goddess. But yeah, they, on a high, why are we talking about Taco and Goddess? Why are we talking about Uno? You right? it up for Uno. Oh, I use in Ghana's as a, uh, uh, as a euphemism like, to avoid saying the N word. Right? right? So, so, man, the folks selling noodles, bro. Like, Taco and Goddess is selling effing noodles. Like, y'all are Mexican, y'all are Mexican food, a taco shop. Y'all are selling noodles, bro. Like, why? Why are y'all selling noodles, bro? Can you get it's way too close? Can you give me a white pronunciation for tacos in Ghana? I don't know. Somebody said that we're pronouncing it wrong too. Like, all right, yeah, bro. somebody said pronouncing it wrong. It looked like Nganas to me, bro. Nganas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> Uno announced uh, like, that y'all Nganas been playing the game wrong. There's a, y'all been don't don't oh, they they always make stop in Ghana rigging wrong. our game man they always make good stop saying we playing the yeah around. stop stop putting Ghana <laughs> rules on top of our game but um, Uno said that uh, the doubles and triples stop doing it right all right so no uh, Uno we're not I will not stop <laughs> all right now this this is this is the thing they said basically that if some if you play a draw two you can't play another draw can't two stay. on top of all right. Now, hold on, because you are from a different generation than me, right? I grew up playing doubles and triples. If you don't know what doubles and triples is, if I got several eights in my hand, regardless of the color, if red is the color, I can throw all those eight down, down. and I can can strategically put whatever color I want 
on top, top yep. to continue the game in that color, right? Yep. Or I can throw several draw twos or several draw fours or several skips. I can skip all of you in Ghana's and then come back to me, right? If I want to do that, right? <clears throat> Uno is saying you can't do that. There's another okay, I, I said if that's what Uno is saying, I say Uno go to hell, right? But there's another way of playing Uno that I think your generation plays. And I've walked away from many Uno tables like, no, I'm not playing that shit. What's this? And it says that if I throw down a draw two, and if we're playing in a group, it's me, you, and Kenny, right? If I throw down a draw two, well, yeah, if I throw a draw two down on you, right? Yep. If we're going this way, if I throw the draw two I'm on throwing, you. I'm throwing that down too. That is bullshit, bro. I'm, <laughs> we did all of it. If y'all did not understand, y'all didn't catch with Paris. I did that too. We no. did that. So yeah. we did that like big. So if you're playing like 10 plus people, we did that. Now, no. if it's like a small, like three people, nah, we didn't do that. We just all right. regular let me Let me clarify the difference in what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if I lead the hand and I throw down two draw twos, that means that you be able to pick up four. Yep. What Paris is saying and what it sounds like Kenny is saying, and we talked about this on the Saint Asylum podcast too, what what it sounds like what you're saying is if I throw down a draw two, you can throw down a draw two and make the person beside you have to pick up four. Yep. Right? Yeah, I got a funny story. I do for you. not play that way. I got a funny story I, for I, you. I, I will not that, play that way. I have played that way for my entire life. I had to draw thirty four one time. I got to walk <laughs> I got to walk from the table. <laughs> this is why I don't this is why this, Are there thirty four cards in the deck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was that day. Both people play with two decks of Uno cards together too. You know that's, that's true, that's true. That's so true. um Funny thing, this weekend I was in Dallas. We was on a couple trip, right? Mm. We got the game Uno, no mercy. Yeah, that, that y'all wild. Yeah, I heard this. That y'all got an actual real skip, uh, actual skip card that you skip everybody on. <laughs> we played y'all for about a good hour. <laughs> All right, so hold on, bro. All right, so here, here's the thing. Here's why I disagree with that style of play. All right, because if I play a draw two, that's a that's a you lose a turn card. That's yep. always been in that's my mind. Yep. Like, if I throw down and draw two, no, you ain't doing nothing but picking up two and we going to keep the game going. Like, that that rule is weird to me. Like, I, I don't I don't play like that. But I I understand people do. It seems like it could be kind of fun. But no, nah, man. That's just too <laughs> – no. Nah. I tell you, in the Mercy game, it, it does that, but you got to play a – Either even a higher card, so they just got to draw ten and no mercy. They got to draw ten and draw. Six. See, that's how that's how with the shit Uno is, right? They'll say I didn't got a hold of the game, right? They, based on in gutter rules, right? Yep. Then they'll just drop hey, Stop, stop messing with the OG. <laughs> we about to drop Uno in gutter edition. Oh yeah, exactly what they did. <laughs> exactly, they capitalized. Like, no point had to reverse draw four, bro. <laughs> like you draw draw four, it's gonna reverse to the other side, and the person behind you draw four. Nah, bro, get out of here, dog, man. Nah, rub out. On it, out. I'm straight, bro. I'm straight on regular Udo. Like I feel like that <laughs> game would make fights happen, man. Nah, like, that's bro. a fight. That's so funny. Like it took us a legit hour before, and the way the way the, per- the person won was if anybody at any point get 25 cards in their hand, they automatically out the game. So basically, everybody just kept getting 25 cards until the last person who was standing. Nobody. So you had to stop Udo. the game and count, huh? You just mean out of the game? Like you had to count. You had 25 cards because it's draw tens and draw six. So you out, day. but you didn't win. Right, that's it. If you got twenty five cards at any point, you that's it. You're eliminated. So it's kind of like reverse Uno. Yeah, you want to be the last man standing with Basically. at least. You might not get down to, to zero, mm-hmm. but you want to get the other folks with twenty five. Yep, was, that's kind of like switching hands. Like you put put a zero. Everybody had to put they give their hand to the person to the left. If you yeah. put down seven, you could switch. You had to switch with somebody. It was yeah, bro. I'm straight on that. <laughs> crazy. No, nah, I'm, I'm 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 good. I'm a double and triple your ass all day day long. But with we, we couldn't double and triple in there, Jack. Wow. We couldn't double and triple, but it was a card where it, it was a you could put if you had a green card with like a deck of hands, you could put all your greens. 
Damn. Yep. <laughs> no, nah, bro, that's too much to think about. Because I'm probably going to be drunk or high. Like, no, nah, bro. Let me ask y'all this. Yeah. So, wow. Y'all played 21 in, 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 when you were in high school, right? Yeah. yeah. How, what were y'all's rules with 21? What you mean? I mean, just. How did you play it? The ace is 11. No, 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 no. 21 basketball. basketball. Oh, basketball. I thought you were talking about a card game. Simple way. Um, I know sometimes you play 21 tip out. And you get tipped out. Did you play tip out? But then you, yeah. Then I love tip you out. You catch air ball, you get back in the game. Tip out was. 21 tip out. Basically, somebody, if you miss if a you shot. Tip a rebound, tip, if you in the air, they out. have to be in the air. Yeah. They, they go, go back, back to zero. They go, if nah, they go above out. 15. If they go above if 15, they go back down to 14. If they are nah, below, we did, we did it while you was out. If, they, if they're below, if they're below <laughs> fourteen, no, nah, we ain't playing it. If they're below fourteen, they go back, back to in, zero. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. If they're if below fourteen, they go back to zero. Like out of the game, oh, no, yeah. y'all were playing some. <laughs> yeah, that's that's some sad. <laughs> but we did that hell. If you got the twenty and you missed the free throw, then you go back down to fifteen. Back to fifteen. Yeah, yeah. that's the that's the universal that. rule. Did you do uh, um, so like tip outs like the main thing. That is kind of a big rule change, I think, that a lot of people try to play. Like, I don't think. Uh, do you think tip out was? I I guess it's more popular than what I. I we played. We played tip out, but I don't remember that always being a rule. It seemed like that was something that didn't start till I was like maybe in high school. Yeah, we must I don't remember right playing now. like that as, as, a, as a little kid, but I do remember tip out coming in when I was like high school, college age. Yeah, and you was tall and could yeah. jump. <laughs> yeah. That might be what it was. I yeah. thought it was something like you that. Little, you like we yeah. bigger, so we right. we can actually tip out now. But yeah, but yeah, man. But uh, if if that's why when I play Uno for sure, man. Like I, I establish house rules. Yeah, you got to establish rules to be. You got to find game. out how we playing because yeah, because I'm gonna tell you something else. That's a weird rule of Uno. If you go by the the book of Uno, right? Like it says that you're not supposed to play a draw four unless you don't have anything else to play. For real? Go read the book. Now I know they might. Well, I mean, take, I I low key only play if I don't have nothing in the way. Right, so yeah, I, I used to try to I used to try to go out with a draw four. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pick your four. Anyway, I get if I get Uno, I'm, I'm winning. I mean, I'll win. I'm yeah, exactly. Do yeah. y'all play where your draw fours, draw twos, those kind of things? You said they're a skip card, Anthony. Do you play it where they have to? Is, are they wild or they have to be color color? Oh yeah, you play by the color. Yeah, you got to play by, by you the color. Play by the color. But that whole if I throw a draw two. And if you got a draw two, you could throw one. Nah, I'm not playing that shit. Yeah, it's no. wild, bro. Cause bro, if I throw that a draw two. I'm not for being in a situation where I'm finna end up drawing anything. Like, nah, screw that, man. <laughs> you pick right. up your two, That's okay, it's your turn. That's now. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, y'all get up out of here with that, bro. Cause yeah, it's gonna have to go. Everybody gonna have a draw too. Like, I'm not gonna throw down something to make you pick up two and I end up picking up eight. Mm -hmm. Like, nah, bro. I'm I'm super good on, on all that. <laughs> yeah, it's it kinda had you like you like if I throw a skip, you can't throw nothing. Your turn is gone. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? If I throw a reverse, no, nah, I got a reverse. No, nah, it ain't your go. It's, exactly. it's this person go. So, yeah, man. So, that's how I look at it. Y'all play how you want to play, you and Gunners out there. <laughs> but uh, just just know I ain't for the play with you at all. But I tell you what, man, for my boy Perry Sharkey, for my man Kenny Stubblefield behind the glass, it's another Anthony Sane show, and we up out of here. Thank you for listening to the Anthony Sane Show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week. <laughs>